What is up? Welcome back to Modern Day Marketer. I'm your host, Brett McGrath. Excited about this one. Excited to share it with you. I'm joined by Ramley John, who runs content at AppQs. He also wrote a book called Product-Led Onboarding, How to Turn Your Users into Lifelong Customers. We are thinking a lot about that at The Juice, so I wanted to have him on. And in the spirit of all of us loving content, we're going to talk about how content can support that PLG go-to-market motion. Even if you're not running PLG, I promise you, you'll pick up something from this conversation. If you like what I'm doing over here, follow, subscribe, hit all the buttons, most importantly, Tell a marketing friend that you're enjoying Modern Day Marketer. Oh yeah, another plug. We are hosting an event. Put the link in the show notes. November 17th at 1 o'clock. How content distribution can help you run laps around your competition. Incredible lineup. Click the link. Join. It's free. We'd love to see you there. Without further ado, let's kick into the conversation. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to Modern Day Marketer. Excited for this conversation, much like all, all of these, I uh, bring on guests who have something interesting to talk with us about, and I learn right alongside with you. I'm excited about today's topic, how content can support your PLG go-to-market motion. There is probably no one better to chat about that than today's guest, who is Ramley John. If you don't know Ramley, he is the content director at AppQs and also the author of product-led onboarding. Without further ado, Ramley, welcome. How are you doing? I'm doing really great. And yourself, Brett, how are things? I, I, you just chatted before this. There's a lot of things going on in the both of our, both of our worlds. Exciting stuff. Yeah, no, do, doing well outside of, uh, you know, the working parent managing kids sickness while also trying to be a pr- productive uh, B2B marketer, you know, the drill, you've got a little one. So um, it's, it, 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 it go for so long. I think we went a year with no sickness and then all of a sudden we're dealing with like a week, week long deal. And it's just, wow. I'll be happy when it's over with. Yeah. I don't envy your position. My kid is three months old for people are listening in and not sick at all yet. <laughs> so crossing my fingers, it doesn't happen because at this age, that's scary. Yeah. Uh, maybe this is giving me some inspiration. Maybe there's a, a B2B uh, dad talk marketing podcast oh, off that we we can create and it can be just therapy for working uh, moms and dads about the trials Start and tribulations. <laughs> yeah yeah it's, it's happening it, I, I think people would tune in i think it is a super interesting thing to talk about b2b marketing and being a dad <laughs> yes yes a lot of commonality there um i'd love to maybe just start with i think AppQs has a really good brand. Um, a lot of people are familiar, but it, just in case anyone out there who's listening is unfamiliar with AppQs, maybe just give like the the, the brief pitch on AppQs and then maybe just like your role with inside the business, what you're doing. Yeah, AppQs is a, an easy way for people to create any kind of onboarding or product experiences. So what that means is it could be a product or a hotspot or modal anything that would help you know SaaS companies or any kind of software companies get their new users to adopt their product or current users to adopt a new feature and things like that my current role is a content director there so i'm mainly in charge of one of their content programs product adoption academy so well we you you mentioned appkiss is a great brand uh part of our brand is like really helping people level up uh in terms of product adoption so we have free courses certification courses there uh, I'm helping level up with, with uh, you know, toddler leadership content and things like that. 
Awesome. I know we use app cues at the juice and it's kind of one of those things where it's like whenever we're doing a launch around a new product or feature, part of the checklist is always like, Hey, we need to make sure we get an app cue spun up for this uh, to point people in the right direction. So they know what's happening. So definitely uh, love the product, see a lot of value there. And I'd love to maybe just before we dive in deep, talk a little bit about you and PLG. Obviously I feel like, you know, over the last couple of years, PLG has kind of taken over B2B a lot. A lot of people talking about it. You have written a book about product-led onboarding. Uh, maybe like, w- what was your start in PLG? Like, when did you get going? When did you start working, thinking about just this go-to-market uh, motion that has become so popular today? Yeah, product-led growth is, I think people have said this before, it's not new. Uh, it's a new term coined by folks at OpenView Partners, this is a VC firm. And essentially, I've been they're working on for PLG companies before it was called PLG. Uh, essentially, anything with a free trial and freemium already has product-led motion, uh, self-serve motion there uh, attached to it. I mean, the, people can listen to Elena Verna, who talks deeper about how product-led can be applied to acquisition, acquiring new users, or, or retention or expansion. But essentially, when something has a free trial or, or a freemium model, then most likely there's a product-led motion there attached to that. And so I mentioned I've been there for working for product-led companies before it was coined as product-led. And what really got me into it was the challenge of for a lot of companies with free trial or freemium. The challenge I found as a marketer was like, people come on, I get people to sign up. And that was my main priority as a marketer. And one time for one of the companies I was working with, I was like, hey, man, let, let me take a look at the, the analytics if they're sticking around. And I found like, hey, they're happy that I'm bringing on signups and I'm you know, doing a good job apparently. <laughs> but my curiosity peaked and I'm like, these people I'm bringing on are not sticking around. And I don't feel good just bringing people to sign up for a product who don't stick around because that's not sustainable. Like, you know, sure, it's getting signups, but it's not getting those customers that love your product, who tell other people about it, who stick around for life. And I feel like as marketers, that needs to be the end goal that we, we bring on, not just you know, one-time customers, but people who stick around for long. Uh, and the more I researched into it, I, the more I, I, I heard about Wes Bush. Uh, he wrote Product-Led Growth and we found out we both went to the same school, but different years. So uh, I, I ended up becoming the director of training at Product-Led uh, Company where we do Product-Led Growth training uh, for companies like Microsoft and Mixpanel and uh, you know Ubisoft, which is they're they're creating video games. I'm not sure what they're trying to apply product like go to their internal tools. So that's how I really got into product Lego and this this journey with with product Lego. So what I hear there, and I think what you might be suggesting is that marketing should be more than just the um, interest driver for the business or the uh, individuals who just generate leads, as as we mm. once said and was our main priority, but it should be um, a role that's kind of intertwined throughout the entire um, customer's experience. Is that mm. is that where you think product-led that product-led growth kind of pushes uh, the importance of the marketing role with inside uh, right. B2B to touch a lot of different functions throughout the customer journey. 
Right. Yes. I, I, I'm totally with you there. I feel like often when people think about marketing, they think about Mad Men from TV shows <laughs> or they think about, you know, that, the cool Nike ad or that, that LeBron James ad for, with Nike. And they think that's, you know, this attracting people towards the product. But you just, you just nailed you, uh, the point there that really like us, us marketers, I feel like we have one of the most important roles in the product-led motion is to help people and educate them through their whole life cycle from getting to know your product to using it for the first time to you know coming back over and over again this whole flywheel that happens so, and, and not just using over and over but how do you get them to get become champions and to refer like that's the whole cycle that we have and the product tours, the in-app stuff uh, that product managers and designers uh, have, it would be half of it within the product. I really do feel like marketers have such a have such a huge role in product-led growth uh, companies, and people don't realize that at all. I love it. And, okay, so let's maybe dive into content as a topic to PLG. But before we do that, I think it'd be good just for listeners uh, to get some understanding. Not everyone works for a brand who has product le- a product-led growth strategy, but I think maybe just to shine a little light on that, I think maybe like what's your perspective on PLG existing? It's probably like if that's a part of how your product and company grows up, it's probably easier to implement, I would imagine, some of what you're recommending or some of what you're saying. But then on the other side, you've got an existing go-to-market motion, which is maybe traditional of what you know, a lot of us grew up on it, but some of us want to layer in product-led growth to what we're doing. So maybe before we dive into the content portion of it, maybe shine a little light on that. Cause I'm sure you hear that a lot from people. It's like, well, we started PLG so we can think about things one way. And then there's this other group of like, we know PLG is catching on and we should incorporate this at some level. I'm sure it's a little more challenging with the, the latter example, but just maybe share some perspective on just like those two different groups and like how you think about those two types of kind of go-to-market or product-led growth motions. Yeah, for sure. I, w- I would say for a lot of companies that are interested in moving from the traditional sales-led approach, where in that in that model, for people who are tuning in who, is, who is, might not be familiar with it, it's where you have to talk to sales or somebody, a human to maybe purchase, even try out the product uh, before you can even go through it. Think about like how IBM, you know, sells their mainframes way back then in the 70s. You know, you're going to have to you're going to have to talk to somebody to explain every single thing. But there's this there's been this shift in how uh, people buy software and they got it from the consumer space. Uh, look at how D2C, the direct to consumer products, they People buy like that where they have all the product information, they have the pricing, and they can pay with their credit card without talking to anybody. This is the rise of the introverts, <laughs> to be honest. Just like me, I'm an introvert. I don't ever want to talk to anybody that is trying to sell me something because I doesn't make me feel good. Like I had to buy a car recently, a Toyota, and it just they tried to sell. They sold me uh, a, an extra package on top of it, and I came out and I like dang it, I should not have gotten it, but they were good at talking and it just didn't make me feel good. And I just, if I could, I would go to Tesla, Tesla.com. I would pay, maybe not with my credit card because I don't have a 30 grand limit on my credit card, but at least it's a down payment. I have to, I don't have to talk to anybody. They just deliver it straight to me. 
that's how people want to buy software now and for people who are thinking about the shift from the traditional model to the the more consumerized approach to selling the product like motion the first thing i would really think about and really focus on is what does success look like for your users so for, for people who are actually using your product for a lot of b2b products the buyer who holds a credit card might be different from the users but in this approach in this product like motion usually you want to try to capture the end user the people who will use your product an example of this is with with slack uh, compared to microsoft teams with microsoft teams they their approach is to sell to the executives and they'll sell you your, the suite. They'll sell you, okay, here you, you'll get Microsoft Word, Microsoft Document, and on, on top of that, you get Microsoft Teams so you can talk to other people. And then those executives push it down to their employees and the employees don't have a thing to say, you know, oh, I hate Microsoft Teams, but you don't have a choice because your boss told you to, <laughs> to use it. Versus Slack where they're a, a more bottom-up up, uh, approach where they get you try it out for free one or two people from the same company signs up they start chatting with each other next thing you know the whole team a marketing team maybe 10 people and then the whole team signs up and those people sell it up to their manager and say hey we've been using this free tool if we can get uh you know the enterprise or a higher level account you can manage you know we can have file sharing or connect more tools would you please buy it for us so it's now more of um, the users trying to champion it to the buyer so that's that's how i would approach it. like who is your end user what does success look like for them and how do we make it great for them so that they love it so much that they tell their manager the buyers to give up their credit cards and get an invoice to actually purchase the product and so that's that's where i feel like you know, go, looping back to marketing where we can, we really have a big, big role there. But, uh, you know, I, I'll pause there for a second and, and see if you have any follow-up question to what I just uh, mentioned here. No, you just set the stage perfectly for, I think, just the topic and uh, with just content and letting maybe not the decision maker and the PLG motion has to be involved or have, is talking to someone. It's the individual user. And so in that instance, especially in the instance where you're much like me, I don't, I want to go out and do the research myself. I want to go right. use it myself. I don't want to talk to anyone. I don't want to run through anyone's process. So in that instance, we as consumers are doing the work where we're either using the tool or we're also, you know, researching and leveraging the content for ourselves. And then if it's something we like, slacking, emailing, DMing, whatever, DMing that content to our boss. So I'm just curious, just the role of the content marketer Mm. in a PLG company is there anything about that role in the work that they're doing that changes from PLG to sales led, or is it the same, but just kind of pointed at a different direction? Maybe shed some light on that. Yeah, I would say there's a slight, I don't know if it's a huge difference, but I'll let you and your the listeners uh, kind of decide on that. In the traditional sense, in the traditional approach, you know, we talked about this whole flywheel that the marketer now has, is involved in. in the traditional approach, the marketer, the content is really focused on getting content, getting leads and driving those leads, qualifying them and getting them to the sales team to to have a conversation with. In a product led motion, and this is the reason why I feel like marketing and content has such a one of the most important uh, role in a product led motion, a product led growth company, is that now your content replaces the 
business development rep, the account executive, the customer success rep is replacing those touch points, the human touch points. And now your content has to be clear. It has to have a, a very crystal clear positioning and messaging, and it shares to them, uh, the, us the users, what success looks like. If you use our product, this is what your world could look like. And you're right from the beginning in the website, in the onboarding experience, in the emails, you're hyping up that product and you're getting them excited for it. And when they're in the product, what does content do? They content makes it clear here's what this thing can do to help you achieve your goal so now the the product tour the, the models all of that has group content that drives towards the what the user or the customer or the person is trying to accomplish not just pointing out features like here's here's a button here's the color here's how where you add photos no content if they're great uh needs to be pointing back to what the uh, goal of the user is and as the customer evolves and becomes a champion, now they're now the content becomes a driver of how do we get more users within the same company to use the product? Like what kind of emails, what kind of in-app messaging can we send? So like this whole product-led flywheel is driven by product, but it's also driven by the content. In some sense, in a product-led growth company, content is one of the products that they have because they do replace. Uh, a lot of the folks that I, me I mentioned, the business development rep, the account executive, customer success, even sometimes customer support. And you know, I'm not saying there's no place for them, for those people. Uh, in one sense, when something is self-serve, people, your content becomes uh, really king there. I love that. So I love the idea of content as a product. I think that's super valuable. Um, one of the things I'm interested in is just like with content, there is so much content these days. And most of it, I think we would say is probably stale. It's mostly written for SEO. And, you know, when we stumble upon it, it's not great and it's not really educate. It doesn't educate or doesn't inspire. But I think the content that works these days, whether it's PLG or not, are is content that's real, authentic, can mm. help people with their goals. And also like the tone, like people connect with certain content because of the creator. I don't know, like what's is, how important is that? How important is it to kind of inter interject your personality from like the brand side into the content that you're using to try to get people to use your product and to stay with your product and then eventually, you know, pay for your product? Yeah, I, I love I love this question particularly because you're, like I said, content is product, but content has personality. And when your content has personality, it's, it's easier to remember when it's funny you know, there, there is like some, I remember signing up for a, a product called Trainual. And when you sign up for the product, they share some tips, but they also share some like really bad dad, dad jokes. I'm like, tell you, I guess most of, most of their, their users are, are dads. And I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. I asked the director of product and like, it brings the light to the customer. And I feel like that, that those kind of things can really draw out, um, you know, those, 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 uh, those customers and really feel like they, you know, it's just not, I don't, I don't, they don't just feel like a number, you know, when we were way back in college, when we have just a number and we're just, oh, we're just going through the system, but they actually feel like they're, they're, they're speaking their, their language to, to bring them on to the whole journey. Uh, it really does feel like a, a more of an experience. And to your point earlier about like, you know, just writing for the sake of writing for, for SEO, I think Google is starting to sense that the, they, the recent update with the helpful content uh, update can, are, they're really trying to um, figure out which content is helpful. And I feel like voice and expertise 
uh, is is super super important uh, all the way through. So uh, yeah, mentioning dad jokes. Uh, unfortunately, we have a dad jo- dad jokes uh, Slack channel at the Juice because our CEO oh. tells ter- terrible dad jokes, and we all throw tomatoes <laughs> at him. So, <laughs> um, but I- I'm curious. Yeah, on the just like content onboarding. Um, I know this is something you think a lot about, but I think traditionally in a sales-led motion, you know, our job as marketers or content creators is to get people to our website to go through the form fill and get leads. And then we just like forget about it, right? Whatever. But then with PLG, like onboarding is that moment that is like where, where we kind of have to shift our thinking a little bit about like, all right, well, we're not necessarily washing our hands with it. And I'm not saying like washing our hands should be something we do as marketers, but just traditionally, that's what happens. It's kind of on to the next one. And that causes f- fragmentation between marketing and sales. And that, that's a whole nother podcast episode. But I, it, when we're designing content in a in a PLG motion and kind of the goal is to support onboarding. Like what, like, are we as marketers approaching it, thinking about it is what's different about that when our goal is to get people onboarded to the product? Yeah. Specifically for marketers, I can bring up a a great example with that. I think when we're thinking about onboarding users uh, through a, to a product, uh, especially thinking about marketers is we have to think about it. Like going back to what I mentioned earlier, what is success for our users? What what is what is their end goal? What are they trying to achieve? And what can we say or what what resources can we share that can help them get there from where they are right now? So an example that I have is with Thinkific. Thinkific is this tool creator. You can create courses. You can sell it as a creator. And one of the challenges they found, I, I got a chance to th- talk to their customer uh, marketing manager. He's actually in marketing, so that's good, uh, Chris is he's in charge of their whole onboarding experience, which is really interesting. The marketer is in charge, and you know, people think, oh, product is in charge of onboarding. So this guy's in charge of uh, onboarding at Thinkific. And one of the, the end goal and success for Thinkific users is launch a course, get paid, right? Mm-hmm. Launch a course, get paid. So he took a step back with his, with, with the team, Chris and his team, and it's like, what do, what is, what do people need to have to launch a course and get paid. So they need to know who they're selling, who their target students are, how to create a course, lesson plan, uh, how to launch that course. So maybe some kind of templates, how, how to create a sales page users. He provided a workbook for, you know, here's how to figure out who you, your target audience are. Here's to, how to niche down, identify them. Uh, here's some questions to think about and okay, once they have that, okay, here are some templates for get creating a lesson plan. Okay, here's like, you know, here's module here. Here's how you can build out your lesson plan so that you can launch a course, how to film it, how to produce it. And then once that's that, here's a, a, what a successful sales page looks like. And then he, he, he shared that out in, in their, well, I want to say he shared it out. It's in the checklist, self-serve, right? So people can go to it themselves. Okay, so once you have that, how do you market and launch this? So then he just walked through every single thing that's blocking a potential user to achieving their end goal success. And I feel like uh, that's exactly what, you know, marketers need to be thinking about and product people and everybody needs to be thinking about, about uh, onboarding their users successfully. What does success look like? What are the steps they need to get to get there? And what are resources, content, emails, 
templates that we can provide uh, that will help them achieve that that end goal success for them. So that's that's how we think about um, how marketers can really really help users become successful with, with the product and come back and become customers for life. I love this idea of content as a secondary product, and you just touched on some of those content types. But I would imagine cohesiveness between those uh, content types and tone, all of that needs to be consistent throughout. So maybe like 100%. talk about some of the the content types that you believe are essential for successful kind of PLG onboarding and how, how those kind of all work together to make sure every, you're achieving your goals as a marketer. When you say content type, that could be like, you know, medium, like video, just, yep. uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I would say it's it's fascinating. I'm seeing a lot more videos lately, but not just like oh, here's a video. <laughs> but what I'm seeing it for like I I, I signed up for training wall as well, a bunch of other ones, and it's like a hotspot where like it's like blinking at you, and then somebody clicks on it, and then the video pops up. So it's very very contextual. I think when I think about like the content types uh, and how it needs to be co- cohesive. One of the things, you know, once you have this voice, you pull it all together, uh, you want to make sure to provide different types of content that your, your your target audience would most likely consume already, whether that's written video or things like that. So one example I can think of is if you're targeting developers, right, because I work for a different company where we are pursuing developers, providing video not necessarily what you want to lead with. <laughs> they like reading stuff, you know. I and I can say this because I used I used to be an engineer, and I I I look at the documentation. What are your API? You know, don't show me a video because I can't fast forward through that. You maybe as a developer, you can show me like, okay, here's a step by step process, but lead with 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 written. Versus, I feel like in certain situations with with marketers, we we like gifs. You know, it's fun. <laughs> we like videos especially with subtitles so i think it really depends on your target audience and and who they are and what you want to approach uh, with them is so i think that's something you need to experiment with but what's super important is to have a multimedia approach to your onboarding and not just lead with one because i can generalize and say developers hate uh, hate video, but there are some developers who like video and i can say generalize and say marketers love video but there are some marketers who enjoy reading stuff. So I think a multimedia approach where you offer them, okay, here's the product, here's some video, here's some written, it's the best, best long-term approach once you have resources, just because it covers all the bases and you know, you're not just, you're, you're covering the different learning types. Some people are, are visual learners, some people are, uh, they read through learning, some people are auditory learners, so you're giving people the different way they want to learn your product. So maybe maybe we close it out with this. I like we talked about up top. I would imagine a majority of the people who are listening to this show aren't currently working at PLG companies, um, just based on the numbers. There, there's I'm sure there are some out there, but I'm curious just on the content side. What sort of recommendations do you think, or um, advice, or tips do you think uh, content marketers? can learn from content marketers who've been working at PLG companies and have sp- supported the PLG motion? What are a couple of things that you think stand out? Yeah, a couple of things I, I've mentioned is, you know, make sure you know what success is for your customers and they might not be your end user, but you know, what is success for them? And, you know, think about how, you know, especially trying to get buy-in from 
other folks uh, within your team about like, oh, I should do it this way. I would avoid mentioning product-led growth, first of all, because that brings <laughs> up a lot of, just based on experience, is the way that I would pitch it within a non-product-led growth company is, hey, if I did this, if we created useful resources for our customers, not only will it reduce support tickets, because you know that's a big <laughs> thing that they think of, that leadership would think about, it reduces support tickets, but there's studies that show from ProfitWell that if we onboarded them successfully, their retention is longer and our customer lifetime value increases. So now you're, you're, you're communicating in a such a way that those are numbers that uh, companies, leadership would care about. Customer lifetime value, regardless of if you're product-led or, or sales-led, customer lifetime value, reducing support tickets and increasing retention uh, specifically for subscription SaaS businesses should care about. And now, now, you can, now you can work up and start building content around just helpful content, like the, what I talked about with Thinkific and, and providing resources for customers to succeed without necessarily having to talk to somebody. I love always one of the best ways to get your stuff across the line from a marketer is to say how it can help alleviate or impact mm. positively other different functions and the customer support, getting everyone together, prove out that value. And then I'm sure you'll be off to the races. So that's so many good nuggets in there. Um, before I let you go, Ramley, this was an awesome conversation. Where can people find your book? We've talked a lot about, I'm sure some of the tenants that make that up, but in case people want to go dive in deeper, uh, where can they find it? Yeah, people can find my book at onboardingbook.com. That should go to the right website to, to get that. Awesome. We will put that in the show notes. Ramley, appreciate the time. I learned a ton. Hopefully everyone else out there did too. And we will talk to you again real soon. Thank you, Brett. I love meeting marketers that school me when I'm sitting here talking with them. There were so many good nuggets, so much insight you're interested in learning more go pick up that book i'll put a link in the show notes go check them out follow them across all those social channels most importantly you take care of yourself take care of others around you we'll be back more modern day marketer on the other side